the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen from briefing.com, chief market or chief economist with briefing.com, a website that's dedicated to really solid financial information in kind of a non-biased atmosphere, in my opinion, other than regular human biases. Dr. Jeff, how are you? Not hearing Dr. Jeff. Let's try that one more time. Dr. Jeff. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Someone probably didn't push a button, but that's okay. Um, I recently saw that you've penned a piece about reconciling 2015 GDP. And um, why is that important that we smooth out these numbers and kind of get it more right than wrong over time? Well, I mean, part of my job here at Briefing.com is to create, you know, near-term GDP forecasts and longer-term GDP forecasts so that, uh, you know, the the people that read our website can have an idea of at least where I'm thinking, uh, somewhat of an idea of, um, you know, what our chief market analyst, uh, Pat O'Hare, is thinking over, you know, a little bit of an extended period. And, you know, quarter over quarter, you get some you know, mismatches between what actually happened and what my model's predicting. So I go back at the end of every quarter and, you know, basically give a hard look at myself and say, okay, why did I, you know, get something right or why did I get something wrong? In most cases, uh, I spend more time fixating on what I did incorrectly so that I could make the necessary changes so that my model is either more accurate or my my thinking about the economy is a little bit more in line with, uh, you know, reality or economic trends, you know, so to speak. So, you know, this update was a little bit different uh, compared to, pre, you know, other ones. First, the second quarter included um, the normal historical annual revisions that you get every year. So, you know, there's always a little bit of mismatching based on the fact that the BA has some information that, you know, I don't have that makes their estimates a little bit more accurate, but it also makes some of the coefficients I use in my models a little bit inaccurate. So you know, just to understand where that's coming from. But they also included several changes to their seasonal adjustment factors. Uh, earlier in the year, CNBC came out and claimed that uh, first quarter growth rates were slower on average than the rest of the year, and second quarter growth rates were stronger on average than the rest of the year. And they concluded that there was some kind of residual seasonal effect. And the BEA acknowledged that there was a problem. 
and made some corrections. So, you know, I have to go through my model and figure out, because my model is based on historical data, based on regression analysis using that historical data. Now that that historical data has been changed because the seasonal adjustments are different, my coefficients on my model is going to be different to match those coefficients. So I have to uh, to spend a little bit more time and go through the data, you know, at a finer tooth comb to explain what's going on and you know, how I'm going to make this model more accurate in the future so that our uh, you know, our subscribers will have a better idea or a more accurate idea of what's going on in the economy. Okay. With that said, today's um, ADP numbers, do you give much merit to them leading up to Friday's employment report? No. Uh, the ADP numbers, you know, I've said this on, on air a few times now, that yep. you know, it, it's basically Mark Zandi's forecast of the private payroll number. I mean, it, beyond that, it, it's – you know, very few economists that I know use it in their methodology when they estimate private payrolls. You know, they they do have a, a component that's proprietary in the number. They do have the ADP's uh, change in, in their subscriber base, which they utilize to get an idea of, you know, what private payrolls may do. But, you know, reality is companies that use the ADP software that they, you know, include in their model – now, are not representative of the entire United States, so there could be biases involved, and the ADP number is often wrong. So the fact that is, you know, it, it has good press. Uh, people like to look at it, but as a useful indicator of what the uh, Friday payroll number would be, I discount it completely. Okay. I think that's fair to say, and you have said that numerous times, but I always seem to ask you because it's one of the big headlines of the day. Um, and it does get talked no, about. Mark Zandi but... does a great job of selling it. You know, it's his number. It used to be run uh, previously by uh, macroeconomic advisors. I don't know if they lost their contract or if uh, Moody's Economy.com bought it or how it works. But, uh, you know, it's more of a, just a publicized number that CNBC likes to use. You know, reality is it's a forecast, and it's just the same as anybody else's forecast. You could look at my forecast. You could look at Goldman's forecast. In my opinion, you know, everyone's got some components that go into their model. You know, why ADP gets priority over somebody else, I can't answer. Okay. Service sector expanded today. We learned from the Institute for Supply Management the service sector expanded in July at its fastest rate since the recession. Um, good news? Bad news? It's strange news, to me, honest. I mean, the services sector expansion is a given. I mean, things are looking better in the services sector. We expect to have, you know, 150-plus thousand jobs coming out of the service sector every month, you know, without, you know, preconditions. Uh, we know things are moving ahead. We know things are looking good. Uh, what was unusual is that that index generally moves in a very slow and methodical pace. You know, you very get very, you don't get very often large up and down swings because the service sector is stable. So the fact that this index jumped by so much was kind of unusual. That said, you know, it's another one of these surveys that economists tend to discount. You know, it's a number that just asks companies, hey, you know, did business improve or, or, or get worse uh, this month? You know, it doesn't ask you how much the business improved or how little the business improved. It doesn't weight the companies by their income size. So it doesn't give a completely accurate representation of what's going on. You could have a lot of small companies saying businesses modestly improved 
and a few big companies that said businesses, you know, business has collapsed. And in terms of GDP, in terms of the employment numbers, that would be a negative. But the service industry, you know, the index from the ISM will will show a net positive. So in that respect, it's kind of a you know a number that ought to be used. But the fact that it it did move so much, I think this was a it's only happened where the where the number is increased or decreased by more than 4.3 points, which is what it did today, uh, nine times since it created in 1997. So it was definitely a shocking number, but uh, it's not a number that I would be too, you know, excited about or too skeptical about either. How about the trade gap expanding 7% and strong dollars pushing down demand for American-made goods? Is that for real? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you're okay. basically... Uh, and I'm going to put out a, a brief on this either today or tomorrow uh, on briefing.com. It typically takes about six months before changes in the, in the dollar impact uh, the trade deficit. And if you look at uh, core capital goods that the U.S. Uh, exports, so computers and such, uh, machinery, you know, basically anything excluding aircraft, uh, that stuff is, you know, deteriorated significantly over the last few months, which coincides with the six-month lag in the trade in, in the dollar. And we know that things have gotten worse since that time. So we would expect exports to slow even further. The fact that uh, Europe is growing a little bit faster than we anticipated may offset some of this, but it's going to take a little bit of time before those global changes uh, impact the trade. So, you know, expect exports to slow uh, even more in the coming months. Expect trade to weigh down on GDP. Um, you know, really the only thing that's going good for the, the deficit is that oil prices collapsed again, and, you know, that'll lower the uh, uh, net export deficit slightly because we still import more oil than we export. So, uh, the fact that uh, that'll help. The fact that the dollar is, is is strong, you know, now we're seeing the impact, and, and it's really going to be showing up in that trade number. Speaking with Dr. Jeff Rosen, Ph.D., he's a doctor, doctor, uh, economist for Briefing.com. Anything else that you're looking at that you think we should be paying attention to inside the economy? I don't, you know, I think that, uh, you know, yesterday's announcement, uh, you know, I forgot which Fed speaker is off the top of my head. Lockhart that uh, said that, um, you know, expect a rate hike in September. I think that's, you know, true. I think the next, I think that's going to happen. I think that we might see some demand getting pulled forward because of a, uh, you know, the rate hike. I think that'll impact near-term GDP and expensive of Q4 GDP growth. I think that, uh, you know, the employment numbers on Friday are important. I think that you know, the only thing that could basically change the idea of a rate hike in September is if we get a really bad employment report, either in the uh, July number that comes out uh, on Friday or the August number that comes out in the beginning of September. But if those two hold the line, you know, 200, 220 plus G, uh, payroll growth, um, earnings growth of, you know, 0.2 percent, you know, relatively stable hours, I think that, you know, that's enough for the Fed to move. It's not what I would like the Fed to do, but it's, but I think that's what you have to prepare for. I think that's what you know needs to be done. My model is going to be taking that into consideration. That's the expectation. So uh, you know I would go with that. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Always an insightful segment. Typically, same time every Wednesday. 
Um, I cut it up, I splice it, I put it on my Facebook page, which is cron 4 rob Black, or I Hate Rob Black. Um, I put it on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Um, and I should put it on YouTube. I'll, I'll figure out how to do that at some point in time. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.